Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show that's brought to you along with Levi Solicitors, who will give you not only a 10% discount on your legal fees, but a 15% discount on... Conveyancing. And... Probate. And... Wills. Correct. Well done, Michael. That offer is in place until the end of January 2023. Head to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball to check that out. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. With me is Michael Normanton, who you've just seen and heard from then, and Daniel Chapman as well, our friend Moscow White. Nice shirt, by the way. Which you, you simply cannot miss. If you are on the audio version, I do urge you to head across to YouTube and just look at Moscow's shirt. It's it's a symphony of things. It's confusing. Yeah, it's, there's a big Maradona here. I have to work out my left and right when I'm looking. And then there's sort of a blue, uh, like a chessboard here. The Italian club badge. And do you want to read the scores off my back? Actually, they're on this side, so you'll have to come all the way around and read them into that microphone and try not to wreck the studio. This is a bit of an interruption to normal service, but I'm there. You can use that mic and... Okay, yeah. Premier Division. Um, a Scottish Premier, clearly, because it's Hearts nil, Dundee nil. Great game. You've got Brighton, Brighton 2, Hull nil. Who's in goal for Brighton? Mark Beanie. Um, ba- Bamba? No, the first name. Digweed. Isn't it Digweed? I can't see. Oh, yes, it is. Perry sorry, Digweed. Yeah, Perry yeah Digweed. sorry, I'm looking at the wrong, uh, looking at the wrong you team. Never, you never thought Perry Digweed and Diego Maradona on the same shirt? No, you didn't. And then you've got the one? Crew, crew 2, Tranmere 2. That's probably a good crew team. I mean, it's hard to read. It's hard to read. But it's um, it's printed down here as well. I feel like we should get on with the show, maybe. Right, I'm just going to see who was playing for crew. Uh, oh, no, it's only got Brighton th- versus Hull. This is the 15th of December edition of the World Cup Diary, the penultimate edition of this. Quick reminder then, so our last posting day, because the postal strikes like uh, 14th, 15th in the UK, will be tomorrow, won't it? So Which is the 16th. 16th. Yeah, so if you want anything getting to you before Christmas, we can't guarantee it either, because we don't know what will happen once we send it off. Um, it's a gamble. It but is it's part it, of the joy of Christmas is will things arrive or they're not? Will uh, your children be happy or sad? Uh, but you will if you order the calendar in time for tomorrow, our 2023 chari- charity calendar. We've got about 100 left, haven't we, out of all, them, all of them that we got. So we're down to the bare bones now. So get it quickly if you want it. We'll stick it in the post for you tomorrow. It will arrive before 2023. It will. I mean, that, and that's all you need. Yeah. And I mean, even... I even mean, if it arrives early 2023. Yeah. The whole first month, you, you get value out of it. And even if not, it just... It's just a nice, it's just a load of pictures, isn't it? So you can look at them anytime. And all the profits of that go to the Leeds Cancer Centre. On with the show then. World Cup. Before you do, just oh. to, my shirt, 
back to that, the whole team who lost to Brighton included Ken Demange. Oh, there you go. So, a... Ken Demange and Maradona united at last and Andy Payton up front for Hull. Because Ken Demange and Maradona could have been potentially united at Ellen Road in the 1980s. They could have. They, they could have yeah. been teammates if uh, Bill Fotherby had pulled that one off. But... Sadly not. As it stands, uh, there's a new Argentinian hero in town, segueing neatly and seamlessly into the World Cup and the semi-finals. Croatia thrill, Argent- thrill? Croatia nil, Argentina three, wasn't it? And two nil to France in the other fixture against Morocco. Uh, semi-finals were a bit boring almost, weren't they? In that they kind of went, went to form. Morocco gave France a good run for the money, but my interest levels in that second semi-final waned tremendously because I missed the first five or ten minutes. Realised it was one 0 to France, and I went, oh, "Well, that's over then." It was. It was a great game. It was not. It was not over because that's what everyone thought. Everyone went, "Ah, oh, that'll probably be that." But I think I felt. I think I felt almost as disappointed with Morocco going out as I did England. To be honest, having watched that, they were they were so good in it, and they had there was one run in the second half where I was just the whole time you're going, "Shoot, shoot!" Just, oh yeah, just yeah. Put it. Just please shoot for God's sake. And you could see his teammate was obviously doing the same thing as well after after the run had ended. So I felt bad for him. Yeah, I mean, because France weren't any good. Returning back to the uh, the statistical stuff that we laughed at on the way into the quarterfinals, I think it was Moscow, wasn't it? I mean, and I don't remember were, laughing. Uh, well, we were we were pissing our pants positively. Um, it was nonsense, wasn't it? I mean, a number of them didn't yeah. it give Croatia like a four percent chance of getting to the semi-finals, and what did they do? Yeah, I think it was something like a four percent chance of winning. Yeah, it was, it was it either a lot of absolute rubbish. Um, but either way, the actually these games did actually go to. Um, the expected form, which were basically two-thirds in favour of those that won Argentina and France. It's the final that a number of people will want. It's, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's Messi, Messi versus Mbappe. They're both PSG, Qatar versus Qatar. Great for the headline makers over there, isn't it? Are you saying it's a fix? No, you said that. No. What, Michael Normanton? Probably not really, is it? But it's a bit boring. Yeah. When, yeah. It, when it was so tantalising to be Morocco, though. I don't know. I've not, I've not, I don't feel like you've, you get an underdog story in a World Cup very often. Not one that actually goes all the way. Yeah. And it, sure enough, this is the same. feels like a sort of a, a Marvel um, final does this, whereas you could have had a genuine Hollywood underdog story, couldn't you? That's the... Yeah. I mean, two good, two, you know, teams good players and that, so I suppose that's fine. Did you watch either or both of them, Moscow, and what did you make of them? Um, mostly the Croatia-Argentina one and just sort of trying to um, ring every last drop of enjoyment out of Messi being around and playing at the top level and um, wandering around with one poorly hamstring seems to be his thing. It's been quite, uh, I suppose if you are looking for a, a plot, I guess the villain departed in Ronaldo uh, sort of skulking off down the tunnel and then... Um, was it because Morocco who beat Portugal, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so the, they've done that bit of heroism. They've served the world well with that. They did. And, you know, yeah, Morocco have been great and the story, but then it does feel... Destined. I mean, the only thing before the World Cup, the one thing I could sort of think about that would make the whole thing worthwhile would be Lionel Messi winning the World Cup because I mean he's not perfect in terms of like a um, a sports person. He's bad in all the ways that sort of elite sports people are, but he's not Ronaldo, and he's really good. I think the way he's playing as well, and the way that Argentina are kind of. I think there's a lesson there. Part of it is a moral lesson to Ronaldo of like instead of just standing up front moaning at all these players who aren't as good as you are for not giving you tap-ins so that you can secure your status as the GOAT through pure stats. How about you adapt to um, playing in a way that will serve a team who also, I mean, a lot of the Argentina players are not as good as Messi. Someone pointed out that in the in the group stages, it was like um, Messi trying to play one-twos with players who just can't give him the ball back. 
but he's managed to find a way of playing to serve them. The the Alvarez goal that everybody was um, cooing over Messi's um, assist for Ronaldo, if he'd got well, he wouldn't have got to that situation. He wouldn't have taken on Guardiola. Um, but if he had and got to that situation, he would have blasted and tried to score himself. Messi sets up somebody else. So there's kind of a there's a beauty there, and I hope he wins it. I don't, and Bielsa, I guess, will be happy as well. And Becchio. Of course. And Fede Bersoni. Yes, Fede Bersoni. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of, uh, whereas Pierre Laurent and uh, what other French players have Leeds had? Uh, fella called Eric, I think. Mm, it was doesn't him. count. The, the Willie Mackay ones. There were some then. Oh, yeah. Or well, um, Lamine Sacco. I mean, he was French, Senegalese, wasn't he? Wasn't he? But it's <laughs> sort of French. He's the player that, that immediately uh, springs to mind when you think of that crop of players but it was um, Kamara Didier Domi Didier we? Domi was he Cameroon it's all the it's all the countries that France <laughs> all, basically colonised they all spoke it? So, French it was yeah. very confusing yeah. and they, um, they were all playing in France as well at the time when they arrived yeah they? so yeah, those yeah. links exist but they're not quite as strong as our Argentinian connection and you just think how many of um, the fans of Rosario slash Leeds Newell's Old Boys slash Leeds would be happy about this so yeah happy for some dancing on the streets of uh, Rosario and Messi himself being a Newell's old boy is, yeah, that's where he all began. So lots of reasons to root for that. And uh, Croatia versus Morocco, Saturday, three o'clock uh, UK time. They met in the groups and it finished nil-nil. So they've already met once in this tournament and they weren't asked. Mm. I don't think no one's asked about it. I'm guessing, I'm kind of pleased that some of Morocco's very obviously injured players can just have a rest for this one. and won't feel the need because let's say he's looked like the most injured man to ever step on a football pitch yesterday. There was one bit where Giroud, who I don't think has ever been quick and is now in his mid-30s, absolutely just burned away from him like he was um, like he was Mbappe. And I thought, yeah, you, I, think, I think you're definitely too injured to be on this pitch. So I, I felt a bit sorry for him. And but. there'll be a lot of Moroccan fans there as well and be a chance for them to salute their heroes because they um, they've made it a far more interesting tournament by getting to where they have done as well. It's yeah. a chance to get the bronze medal as well. It does exist. It is, you know, we kind of sneer at the third-place playoff a bit. But um, I guess if you've never been to a... Uh, World, World Cup final before or got as far as the semi-final before you'd quite like to finish third rather than fourth it is it is a bit of status beat uh, another team on the way through I just opened the Wikipedia page for Romain Sais and he's called Romain Garnem Sais he's got one more middle name can you guess what it is? Romain you won't it's Paul right unusual after Rahubka <laughs> I mean 32 but maybe maybe Maidley uh, hmm. So is that is that what you've kind of defaulted to then, Moscow? It's Argentina, you're going for the win. Yes, I wanted that from the start, so I would like that to um, happen. France have won it recently. Yeah. Um, Someone else's turn, And Mbappe yeah. can win it again if he wants, can't he? Well, exactly. He's got plenty of time, so it's uh, that's not a problem. Well, yeah, I think I'd want Argentina to win as well. Just to mix it up a bit. Yeah, I think I'd like to see Messi win it. I think I'm the same as Moscow. I think he's been... He's been such good fun to watch. He's, well, he, is, he has been the best footballer of my life, mm. so... Mm. He's given me, I mean, even as a thank you for those European Cup finals against Scum, mm. where he absolutely just tore them to pieces on his own, which were fantastic. And it was funny, I remember one of the podcasts we did ages ago, we were talking about whether England would win. And you, for some reason, Michael, said it would be nice for Harry Kane to win it before he, because he's 29 now. And we had. A, and I remember later, I was thinking, why do I give a fuck if Harry Kane... No, it was, I was more saying that I think now's a good time to win it because he's the obvious... Strike, best strike we've got and there's not a, oh, anyone okay. better so by the next World right. Cup he will be older therefore less likely to win it right sorry I thought it, you, I wasn't on a personal you were all like oh, I really hope Harry Kane gets a World Cup winner's medal I honestly can't think of a time oh, no, especially I, after I like the, 
the goal that was um, should have been ruled out the other week. The other week, yeah. Mm. Um, like there were very few reasons why. And also, I was <laughs> yeah. So I misunderstood and was thinking about it late. But I was trying to picture like picture Harry Kane lifting the World Cup. It'd just be boring, wouldn't it? You would if if England had won it, you would you'd want Harry Kane. You'd have to take him aside and say, look, let Grealish lift the trophy because we want to we want to enjoy this. <laughs> So you'd have to do that. Whereas if you picture Lionel Messi winning it, it's sort of like players who have given me a lot of pleasure because all the years when uh, Messi was at his peak, Leeds were rubbish. So And uh, La Liga games were on TV over here at a very convenient time. So you would watch Leeds in the Milanic era dragging our way through a nil-nil against somebody and it would be awful. You'd be cold and you'd be upset and you'd go home and then you'd watch Barcelona playing somebody and Messi would be brilliant, and it would just be like, that's nice. I, I feel glad that I'm alive while that's happening. So, and when we play Spurs back at Ellen Road later this season, we've got a new target for singing You Let Your Country Down. Mm. And sing it to Harry Kane now. We can. Which we he has on, on many, many occasions. <laughs> Harry Kane's done the old uh, turning up injured to play before, hasn't he? I'm sure he's done that. He did that for England. Did he have a full World Cup with England where he was basically injured? Well, it was the European Championships, wasn't it, where he, he spent the group stages just wandering around looking hobbled and then uh, oh, yes, yes, he got yes. a lot better once he got into the, the knockouts but there was that big uh, attention on why doesn't he just piss off if he's <laughs> um, if this is all he can do um, but then yeah he came into his own later in the tournament and I jest of course as well he's done very well for England Harry Kane he will end up being the top scorer and all that sort of stuff but if he hadn't let his country down so badly, he already would be. Yeah, he'd have another one. Yeah, very true. Very true. Somebody else should have taken that. I know you were talking about it on uh, the other day, but um, the one thing that didn't come up where it's like, where should he have hit it? Where should he have put it? Somebody else should have taken it. Mm. Don't take two in a game. It, and um, it would have put all the uh, psychology onto Hugo Lloris. Surprise him. Give it to um, Pickford. <laughs> the last thing he would expect, because he's been in that comfort zone where he's like, oh, I think I know what Harry Kane's going to do. And then he got beaten. Is that right? He's not going to beat me twice. Pickford, you don't know what's going to happen, do you? But Kane's never going to give that ball away, is he? He's never well, going to again, stand it. Because there is a, a subtext there, which is, I don't fancy this, which then brings about questions about Kane, doesn't it? Because if the, ne- the other person then misses, then everyone goes, well, why didn't Harry Kane take it? He's a penalty taker. He's a bottler. Mm. He's already scored one. I think, I think, I think, people, would have, yeah. I think people would have understood that he's already taken one. And he's, taken, he's already taken one against his club goalkeeper. And the whole thing's just got too much psychology mixed up in it I think nobody would have said anything if it had gone in <laughs> well that's that is obviously true they would have said well done Harry Kane you are England's hero until we got uh, lost in the semis to um, Morocco I, I do kind of wonder what would have happened in this country if we'd won a World Cup I mm. feel like it given, given people in Box Parker throwing full pints when we're scoring a fifth against Iran in a group stage you right. think which is bullshit though isn't it that's oh, just it's com- ridiculous completely yeah. performative because they know they're being filmed now you think what, 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 where did they go with it after and, if we and, were and at six quid a pint or whatever in London ridiculous probably, probably more than six quid yeah so. we've got a World Cup coming up in the summer when we've got a World Cup yeah. so that, we might a, find out that's not got the same pint throwing though has it Generally. could <laughs> could go <laughs> ruin it for everybody who's should we bring it in managing to build a like a a, a more palatable football culture. <laughs> Just go in and start lobbing pints at people. Moscow, I, I'm going to buy you some fireworks and I want you to... Insert them into your orifi- <laughs> orifi. Into your anus and really make it, really bring it home for, for those girls. That's what they all want. <laughs> oh, what an image. Jesus. Um, final thought on the World Cup was I couldn't help but watch those semi-finals and thought, yeah, if England had got past France, we would have been in with a real shout there. I, I genuinely don't think there's been anyone that good in this tournament. Yeah. 
France have just been sort of consistent, haven't they, really, more than anything. They've got quality players in there, and they just wait for them to do something good. But yeah. The rest has not been that great. But anyway, nearly done and dusted now. Um, we'll do a final reflection on the World Cup. You're going on a holiday next week, Michael, so you won't be here for that. Absolute fucking monster. Sounds like. It's quite his time of the season. It's perfect time for it. It's before Christmas. There's no Leeds games. We'll, we'll have a word in the office after There's this. There's two Leeds games in <sighs> not, a week. Not really. Yes. Are we doing a match ball from? No, no, because you're away. That's <laughs> oh, the only. That's, that's the, the only thing yeah. preventing us. You were desperate to do one as well. Mm-hmm. Earlier this year, the good folks at Boxed kept 100 Leeds fans fed and watered for four days to give us the energy to complete our 92 mile charity walk. These days, of course, the focus is on conserving energy and minimising waste. And Boxed have been sharing their tips to use your heating system as efficiently as possible to help keep your energy bills down. Upgrading to a new, more efficient boiler and using a Google Nest learning thermostat could save you up to £1,150 a year. And upgrading your boiler to a brand new A-rated one couldn't be easier. Installations carried out by an expert qualified installer and included in the price. And 0% finance is available, subject to the relevant checks, of course. You'll get a fixed, fair price in just 90 seconds with Boxed. And as a listener to this show, you can save an additional £50 on your online quote by using the code TSB50. You don't have to walk 92 miles to do it. Just grab your phone, head to boxed.co.uk, that's B-O-X-T.co.uk, and use that code TSB50 to upgrade your boiler and save money now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Moving it on to the Leeds United games then, let's talk Leeds United here and uh, talk about Real Sociedad. We're playing them. Friday night fun at Ellen Road. Weather forecast says it's going to be about minus two at kickoff, uh, which is quite chilly, isn't it? Mm. Everybody, boys and girls. I mean, this winter break, I will say, it's been quite good from a, a fanzine seller's point of view because we've we've managed to miss a month of the coldest bit of the season. So yeah, We've managed to not sell as many fanzines. If anybody wants one, by the way, <laughs> get it online. Look at that on the video at least. 
That is, it's three pounds plus postage. They will also, bargain. They will be on sale at the Man City game as well. Yeah. And, and West Ham? And West Ham as well, yes. We Good. Will. So yeah, still plenty of time to get them, but they are beautiful. I mean, I, mean, I know they're normally beautiful, mm. but this is particularly... Listen. Oh, that's got, that's got heft. You've done it. Stop doing that. It's good. <laughs> and a little bit of the. Uh... Oh, that's good too. What I will say about. What does it smell like? This. Uh... Oh. <laughs> now. To be fair, I am a bit of a freak when it comes to smelling freshly printed stuff like paper and magazines. Yeah. It smells nice, doesn't it? I've often. Because I've generally taken mags down to the ground. I've often like. Have a, a little sniff. Ha, well, I have a, a carload that sits overnight. And then when you open the door on a morning, you just get a. <laughs> oh. It's probably. Uh, probably like. <laughs> A load, of, a load of adhesive and stuff that are making it, <laughs> making it unsafe to drive, but I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. I was just going to say, like, not only has it been good from a fanzine seller's point of view because you haven't been freezing your little tits off, I think the break has been good from a psychological point of view because I've calmed down a lot compared to the all, you know, the usual ongoing background Legion United anxiety that sort of just punctures my day-to-day existence when it's during the season. And it's been good as well because it's allowed all the injured players to get back to full fitness. Correct. People like Bamford, Furpo, pe- you know, people who were struggling before the break mm. are thankfully now of ready course. to go. And Two weeks till the window opens. Um, so we can go and, around that, that boring cycle again. And Somerville, of course, was in great form as well. So it's, it's good for him to have a... Who's now in a protective boot. A break from that good form well, he was in. Break, is, break might be the right word. Maybe you should play in a protective boot. Is that allowed? Probably not, but we can... <laughs> Try. Mind you, it's a friendly, isn't it? You kind of make your own rules up for the friendlies. Like, you can do, like, more subs or fewer mm. subs or whatever mm. it is. You don't have to be, abide by the normal We rules. could have pushed Bamford onto the pitch in an iron lung if we'd agreed it <laughs> without Che beforehand. <laughs> said, he's going to be up front. Calipers on his legs. Like yeah. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Bless him. Iron lung. It's only two weeks out for Bamford. Only two weeks. Yeah, and I suppose the upside is because well, he had this groin injury pre-Tottenham and so they... He didn't miss any games apart from the Tottenham game, but yeah, so he, he it it's given him the the chance to uh, to get fit until we sign a, a striker. Well, some exciting British links back to Sociedad from from years gone by. Names on the sheet I've got in front of me: Aldridge, Coleman, Moyes, the legends of the game. Yeah, John Aldridge. Um, we nearly bought John Aldridge back from Real Sociedad. He was um, before he went to Tranmere. Um, this is 1989. 90 season and uh, what the situation is now um, is that they have Alexander Soloth up front them up front for them Instagrams Alexander Soloth as he's known because he uh, he had the the um, three and a half million comments on one of his Instagram posts last year making it the most commented post on Instagram by an athlete fans of Traps on Sport asking him to come back on loan but he didn't go back on loan he went to Real Sociedad on loan, which is where he is now, and he is of interest to us for two reasons. One, Fizzy Leipzig. Leipzig, Leipzig yes. Uh, the, the Pig Leipzig from Germany paid €20 million Euros for him and then decided he's rubbish. But um, he's, So hang on a second, that, that sounds familiar. Red, yeah. Bull, Red Bull Leipzig, €20 million Euros so and being see, rubbish. So they're, they're not exactly immune. They also, it's the circle of life, isn't it, Moscow? Yeah, they, they throw uh, big money down the toilet on a non-scoring striker. But he knows the system, so he could be worth uh, keeping an eye on if um, we want to sign somebody. And if he's a broken toy now, might be worth it. Yeah, and he's, there is unfinished business um, very much in the way that um, Erling Haaland's father played for Leeds United. Sorloth's father had a trial. In 22nd of November 1989, he played for Leeds Reserves against Liverpool Reserves. 5-3 win with Goran 
Soloth, which anybody... Alexander doesn't really have the same ring as Goran. You need a good Goran around. But um, yeah, so the, he, uh, his dad had a little trial for lead. So he's coming to Elland Road maybe to um, some unfinished business. It's got kind of a, a kind of a Game of Thronesy vibe to it, that hasn't it? Goran, Soloth. Uh, I, I looked up the teams. We had Lindsay Hamilton in goal, who I'd never known was a Leeds player. And um, I keep now getting them mixed up with Lindsay Buckingham. <laughs> who definitely did not play for Leeds now, but yeah, classic what, Leeds What did Lindsay team. Buckingham do then for the benefit of anybody who doesn't know? Um, they were in, uh, weren't they in the sitcom May to December? Uh, <laughs> of course. It was either that or ever-decreasing circles. Um, so then the team, Lindsay welcome, Hamilton... Welcome to our new international audience, by the way. In goal, Neil Parsley, Glyn Snodden, Simon Grayson, Noel Blake, Brendan Ormsby, Mickey Thomas, Goran Soloth with John Pearson, two big lads up front. Moscow, can I just ask why you're holding your headphones like you're doing a Band-Aid? Dylan Kurt and Gary Speed, because <laughs> it's Christmas. Jim Beglin and Carl shut off the bench. <laughs> there was um, the Liverpool team, uh, sadly devoid of Steve Nicholl, but um, Gary Ablett, who's um, obviously was probably a little bit concerned about the, uh, the flammability of his wife's hair while he was in Leeds playing this match, was in the team along with Gary Gillespie, Mark Bracken and goal. Nicky Tanner. Barry Jones, Jim McJilton, um, playing for Liverpool, Charles Boyd, Steve McMahon, who sure can rap. It's about time he had an England cap. Mike Marsh, Wayne Harrison, Steve Harkness, who went to, uh, on the theme of Ronaldo earlier, with he went to play in Portugal for Benfica and um, had, because he found out about the tradition of players in Portugal just having their first name on the back of their shirts, uh, like Cristiano, perhaps. He, so he had the, the shirt number three and above it was written, Steve. <laughs> Which is great. And then Peter Samani <laughs> and John Smythe were the subs. For that posh, Liverpool, lad, so. posh lad, Smythe. So that's all interesting, I hope. Right. <laughs> and obviously Diego Llorente. Well, yeah, I think... It's um, the, the other obvious link there, isn't it? It's, uh, we're playing for the uh, the finger that he got the chopped off. The Sociedad was where Moyes did his bit of Spanish at the press conference as well, wasn't he? Where he said, I have seen taken training uno dos times. <laughs> It was some, I mean, a paraphrasing, but it was as bad as that, wasn't it? It's it like was, when you're on was, holiday, don't was, speak the language. It was all yeah. English, apart from the words one and two. <laughs> when you're on holiday and you've got the menu in front of you. I will That's have it. dos cervezas, por favor. It wasn't even cervezas, it was no. dos beers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, be interesting to see how this one shapes up, uh, apart from being cold. I mean, Ellen Road is like colder than anywhere else. It seems to have its own little, like the opposite of whatever heat island is. It goes the other way. Yeah, it's quite interesting that they've announced that um, open training session for next Tuesday evening, isn't it? 5pm, you can go down and watch them train. Is that the kids thing? Yeah, and I mean, do that in summer. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, I mean, I know, obviously, the cop cat will be in his element, but I don't know about anybody else. I was a bit confused because it it advertised um, 360-degree photo booths and um, Rob... That sounds warm. ...who sometimes is in this chair has to explain to me that that's not... Uh, a picture of the back of your head like you can it all rotates around you and you rotate with it it's not just like like a 3D mapping it's what the back of your head looks like like a really good like a a really good hairdresser might offer yeah exactly I I couldn't work out what that was until he 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 filled me in so that's going to be there so there's all kinds of um, it's all for charity isn't it it's for the um, Pulse Your Old Pals yeah so it's the the Cash for Kids charity isn't it they raise money get together they get basically unwrapped presents and raise cash to go towards these things for kids who otherwise wouldn't get stuff um, in the run-up to Christmas is the uh, is the charity. Yeah, and there's a lot of them go to hospitals and places, yeah. don't they? Which after this yeah. training session in fucking 
Baltic conditions, there might be 100 kids with hypothermia in. It's, uh, I will um, say, I will say genuinely, because when I was back on the radio, we did raise money for this in the run up to Christmas, and it is a brilliant charity. And you speak to some of the parents, like who it affects, and it's one of those play it, you know, peak time on the radio, and you end up crying listening to it, sort of thing. Really emotive stuff. So, yeah. uh, so, so good. And they've done 80, 30 grand as well, haven't they, the players? Um, they have. Towards that, which is very, very fine good. young men. Yeah. Each and every one of them. So, um, so nice one. Very good. But We've, the Sociad game, I don't think, is, for, is helping anybody. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no generosity there well let's, let's make predictions now what's going to go wrong in that game is it an injury for someone is it going to be too cold is somebody going to uh, slip over on the ice fully frozen pitch people skidded around on it they've not put the heating on although the new pitch does the new pitch blow hot air underneath it is that the way the heating works there I seem to remember something about you, you yes. looked into all the technology so, it, yeah, so yeah. If you trick the pitch into thinking it's constantly summer don't you by blowing yeah. circulating hot it's air like underneath it 17 degree heat or whatever I don't. We need. I've just, from my own reassurance, I'd like us to be at least quite a bit better than we were in the last game because that the first half in particular was very worrying because we looked awful. Yep. And I know it's essentially a pre-season friendly and it's about fitness, yada yada. But come on, it's got to be a bit better than that. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I was listening to Jesse Marsh on. He did an hour on NBC. He never. Tim Howard. <laughs> um, just an hour. Just an hour, and it was while he was in. Um, Valencia as well so it was uh, recorded during the, the training camp he was saying that we're working on um, stability in defence and I did think I suppose against Elche we only conceded one I suppose so that's I mean they could have scored more yeah but they didn't so that's fine so yeah, it was that and um, and about what to do the other big thing is what to do when we're in the lead whether we should be more aggressive or be less aggressive or do different things I don't know I wasn't really following there's just a lot of words. Actually, it's. I may as well go on this riff. I was, you know how everyone's talking about like Gareth Southgate's future with the England job and whether you could transition into being a club manager mm. um, because he's so well suited to what he does with the England team internationally seems perfect. Listening to Jesse Marsh, more and more I think like he should be an international manager and that maybe club management isn't... I don't think it even pushes his buttons because he kept talking about travel, how he loves to travel. And so he's he's up to 75 countries now. He's been to Peru and he wants to hit 100. Mm. And that's not really compatible with Premier League management. And he keeps saying, you know, he's, he's he likes this World Cup break because in Germany they have a break in winter where you can reset and then the relentlessness of the Premier League compared to anywhere else where you're playing every week. It's like, it's insane. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, it is. It is. And then it's, it asks a lot of you as a club manager. You're not going to be able to just go and chip around. At one point he said that he... Um, he, he almost prefers being a mentor to being a coach. And I can fully understand that. And I, I was thinking about, um, there's a story of Southgate um, over the season where he went to Marcus Rashford's house and just had three hours with him, just had lunch and chatted with him. And I can really picture Jesse Marsh doing that, of like just going to an, a national team player's house and just being like, oh, let's talk through like, how are you developing? What are you doing? I'm going to send him to your house for three hours and see how you like that. Well, some people would probably dig it. And just and he has all these kind of like these very high level ideas that don't seem to me compatible with the things that you have to do as a as a club manager. And whenever he's asked about transfers and things, he doesn't. He had it at, uh, when he was with all the Red Bull clubs, where it's like, well, you know, I develop these players and then they get sold, but I don't care because that's just just what Red Bull do. They they come and they go, and it's he's not really involved. He's not like a uh, a red nap who's going to sign players for different positions. It's all that's all taken out of him. So his all his skills and all his enthusiasm and his passion seems really well suited to the things that 
people talk about Gareth Southgate bringing to the like everyone dismisses it's going dismissive we say it's vibes and you create a good vibe but it's um, something that has actually served when you think about England teams as Rio Ferdinand talks about them when they were all paranoid and like in the hotel and like going mad because they were it was them against the press and then the Dutch teams are always fall apart at tournament because they're arguing with each other and Spanish teams have blown up when they get into a camp and then England have under Southgate it's just like everybody's having a good time and all those things that Jesse Martin's really really good at and I do think he may be like it's not to say that he shouldn't be working in club management because he'll do whatever he does at least but he, if he does get to the the USA job for their World Cup he could win the World Cup because I think he'd be really good at it I think it might suit him better I've got a quiz for you boys go ahead um, you know we've been linked with George Hall mm-hmm. off of Birmingham City mm-hmm. is he related to Dewsbury Hall with uh, well, Leicester funny you should say this because this quiz is is it George Hall or is it St George's Hall in Bradford I should specify the Bradford part mm-hmm. because there's more than one St George's Hall in the UK. Uh, looks like he could be the first January signing as well. There's a lot of noise around this. Anyway, um, was conceived in Redditch. Is that George Hall or is it St. George's Hall? Certainly sounds more like more like George. Yeah, which one? The the man, the human. The hu- the human. I'm going to go human. Correct, Michael. Yes. Born in Redditch, 2004. Seemed unlikely they'd make a building in, in Redditch and move it to yeah. Bradford. Is grade two listed? Is that George Hall or is that St. George's Hall? I let Moscow take this one. He knows uh, about he knows about history. He'll know if he'll know if he's got any um, blue plaques on him or anything. That sounds like the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Uh, regularly wears the number thirty-five on his outside. I use his in the sense of the building as well. Could be either of them. Mm. Does it have a? Will, will the hall have a street number? Don't know. Could do, couldn't it? But yeah. I'm going to go, man. Correct. Well done, Michael. Hundred percent record so far. Regularly has thirteen hundred people inside it. We're going to go Brad, the Bradford Hall. Correct, Michael. Well yep. done. Uh, yeah. Going well so far, this. Father called Henry. Henry Hall's a good name. Yeah. He's like something to be called out of, Henry Hall. Something out of like a... Sean, it's a Hank. I can imagine like a 1950s film. Maybe Audrey, Hank Hall. Audrey, Audrey Hepburn in it or something. Human or, or venue? You've got to go human, I think. Incorrect. It's the venue. Oh. was designed by a bloke called Henry Francis Lockwood and his, and his mate William Mawson. If you design something, do you father it? Yes. Okay. For the purposes of this quiz, yes. All right. You fine. enjoying this so far? I've got one final question. Go ahead. We'll be in West Yorkshire in January. Do we want George Hall? I've no idea. Could be both of them. <laughs> We've been linked with him for ages. Yeah. yeah. It, it, this goes back to last summer, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we should probably just do it to quieten things down. And any um, uh, any young player that you sign from Birmingham is basically Jude Bellingham, so it's fine. And Mari Miller. Yeah, he'll come good. <laughs> fine. Good. Do you want him? Yeah. Just fine. to make it go away. Do we apply that I to everybody? So. Who... I mean, he's 18, isn't he? So I assume he'll be not straight into the first team, but I don't know. Maybe it, maybe he, he been, will. Has he been playing for their first team? Um, somewhat, yes. He's played eight, I've just looked, he's played 18 games this year. So yes, actually. He's, uh, he sounds like been, quite a few. He has been He has been in their, in their team this season. Well, that's exciting, isn't it? Oh, it's been 18 Birmingham games. And we played about six. Horribly relentless. Never ends. And isn't Paul Heckenbottom at the top of it? Probably. <laughs> the fact that we don't know. So well, it's really, it's really tight, isn't it? Um, have they been playing games? Yes, they're back on the recently. Way, they? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. There's no need for it, is there? I think that's what drew my attention to it. There was, I think it was Sunderland against Sheffield United or something. And I was like, why is this happening? Hecky's second, by the way. Oh, who's top? Burnley. Oh, it's Vincent Company's champ. Uh, the champ. Oh, look, there we go. It? Bloody hell! Somebody's accrued 44 points. That's Burnley at the top of the championship safe, at the minute. Safe from relegation in the Premier League. <laughs> that's all we're aiming for yeah. this season, isn't it? About that. Bloody hell! We should have had. <laughs> 
Paul Heckingbottom, shouldn't we? We'd have 44 points by now. Have you seen who's bottom of the championship? Uh, Blackpool, the second bottom. I know that because uh, I was Correct. reading about Jan Paveda. Yes. Um, do you know who's beneath them? Who's propping up the whole sorry affair? Do you want a clue? I can't remember. Yeah. It's, uh, we'll, we'll be in West Yorkshire in January. Huddersfield Town. Are they bottom? They're bottom with mm. 19 points. They're six, adrift. Six points adrift, albeit with the game in hand, but still they're not going to win that, are they? That's funny. But finding the, Poor the, old Tom Lees. But what is good is that they're returning to their natural level. I think that's that's it's important to find your level, isn't it? Yeah, but Tom Lees was so close to the Premier League. He deserves to be a Premier League player and I can't believe Huddersfield are ruining it for each, him. Each and every one of those teams at the bottom of the Championship can be horrible flashbacks you've got Huddersfield yeah. obviously the, yeah. the scene of many things then we've got Rahubka Blackpool we've got the Wigan Easter games we've got Hull sending us down into League One Cardiff got, our, got, new, our new friends we've got Cardiff for well many reasons God please let's not go down and then Stoke above that Stoke was good though because that reminds me of Bielsa's that first. makes me sad now as well yeah, as, oh. I, as I explained the other day watching Clicks first Clicks goal in that and thinking oh no so you're pining for lost love there above them Rotherham that just says it all doesn't it that's <laughs> That's the the worst. Steve Evans in a sombrero. Uh, and kind of, this is leaping back to what I was wittering about before, but if Jesse Marsh, if we'd gone down last season, we're talking about him staying and managing us in the championship to bring us up. And if he thinks the Premier League is a, is a bad schedule, mm-hmm. an insane fixture list, I think he probably would have, never mind like a national team job, he, he would have retired half, like after 10 games in the championship because it's horrible. Do you think he was celebrating the FA Cup draw, getting to go to another country? And take another one off. Like, well, yes. he was in. Uh, <laughs> he's been to Wrexham because he had his he had a oh, Wrexham lager did. hat on, didn't he? Um, I assume that was in Wrexham. Yes, he was. Yeah, he was at the, I don't know why he was at the it, brewery. It'd be odd it? to have a Wrexham brewery not in Wrexham. Yeah, but the hat can travel. Yeah, correct. <laughs> so they could have brought the hat to uh, to Jesse. About the but the hat's origin story is probably more than likely overwhelmingly Wrexham. Yeah, but to take the country off, I mean. He would have to go to Wrexham to be. So he's been to Wales, is basically what I'm saying. Mm. Well, we did that though, didn't we, on the charity walk? That was internet. We crossed an international boundary. We did. Did you? Is the next one going to be from Peru? Um, no. Be in Peru. Seems more challenging. Probably, be, probably a bit more scenic though. I will say Wales as a whole. I think is a beautiful country. The bit we were in, not so much. <laughs> I mean, I, I am prepared to blame that on Ellesmere Port though. Yeah, we we weren't there for we weren't in Wales for very long, and it was um it was it was pretty grim. I mean, the the majority of the bit that we were in Wales, we was walking past an ASDA. Which, yeah, we, there's ASDAs everywhere. I don't know if you know. <laughs> Loads yeah. of those. I won't. I won't travel for that. But yeah, for yeah. the for the uh, the Rex and beer, it is worth a go. Definitely. Um, Mateus Cunha still noise around that. Another one of the unicorns from the Rodrigo de Paul summer. Do we have him still? I think verdict last time was yeah, just to make it go away. Even though he's not a proper number nine and can't score. <laughs> yes, fine. He can he can be in charge. Mate, of George the the bigger question here is: Are you looking forward to the transfer window opening again? I'm really not. I just want it all to go away now. I want us to just do a bit of swift business. And then that'd be the end of it. Just buy a left back, buy a striker, and then everyone can just calm down and shut up. I've just got this this awful feeling about I don't know, like if nothing happens in January, the well, we've seen it before, haven't we? Every previous bloody window, the rising sort of tension and anxiety that surrounds it, we don't get what we need, and therefore it kind of poisons the whole of the remaining part of the season as we labour on towards a seventeenth place finish or whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good to be back. Or alternatively, they go out and just do what needs to be done in some capacity, and we go, oh, okay, we can look forward to this a bit more. Mm. But um, it feels like faith in that is not very high at the minute. What's Jesse been saying about um, where they are with transfers? He just sort of, from what I can see, he kind of skirts around it and says that they're having conversations. They're continuing from the summer, but... I don't think he cares. He's not bothered? No. 
Is he enjoying himself, do you think? Um, he keeps on this, he kept telling Tim Howard that he loves this team. I love my team. I love these players. I love these guys. So he's, I don't know if, you know, he says it to try and convince us or convince himself. No, I, I love them. Matches click, gives me a death stare every morning. <laughs> I, I just love that guy. But he's, you know, it's kind of, I won't rub it on, but that thing of, he just, the players who were there are the ones he, he worries about. And other managers as well do it as well. The ones who are here are the ones that, since you directors of football have been more of a thing, um, coaches tend to be just more like, I just coach the players who are here. Yeah. And then if Victor comes, but he, he does generally tell us, and I think he might, because he does say, oh, we're having, he said before, we're having a, we were having a meeting in a couple of weeks about targets and going through which players. So he will let us know. But I didn't hear anything particularly about transfers. Tim Howard. I mean, one of Tim Howard's questions to him was, um, Jesse, you're a great husband and a fantastic father and a wonderful coach, but what do you do for yourself? So it wasn't exactly the most like, you know, holding him <laughs> to account on Leeds' transfer business. It was very much just like, how did you get so much out of Tyler Adams for Leeds this season? Jesse, why are you so handsome? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they actually ended on on that note. I mean, that well, to be fair to Tim Howard, that was the last question he asked him. So I'm going to leave you with an easy one. And then uh, Jesse was saying to him, like, uh, he says, you know, I don't, I don't watch you so much on, um, now you're on NBC and I'm over here, but you're looking great, man. You look great, bro. <laughs> and uh, he's like, no, you look great too, Jesse. <laughs> Remind him. Reminded me of season one of the documentary. Andre Radrazzani is a very tall, handsome yeah. man, and he's doing brilliant things with Leeds. Yeah, so it's. It <laughs> what was what all, does he um, do for himself? Um, How did he answer it? I can't remember. I was kind of just chuckling about the way it was phrased. I think. Um, <laughs> well, well, no, he, actually, he likes, again, he likes cheese and wine. We know that. Again, this mm-hmm. is one of the things that made me think he's not cut out for club, well, not cut out for club management, but he would be happier if he wasn't because he said travel. Again, it's like the thing he loves is travel. It's like, well, you're not going to be able to. When are you going to travel? You've got you've got one afternoon where you're going Wrexham. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas if um as an international manager, even just going to if it's the USA, going to MLS stadiums, going to Europe to watch players, going to different countries to watch different players and, and seeing and sampling different football. He kept saying as well, this is funny. It he he made me laugh a lot. There's a point in it where um he's talking about how he has uh Travel has made him more more familiar with different football cultures. And I think Tim Howard laughed at this as if he was joking, but he was deadly serious. He was like, no other coach in the Premier League has managed in five countries. Pep Guardiola's managed in three. I've managed in five. And Tim Howard's like, oh, that's, that's a good one. He's like, no, Pep's managed in three. I've done five. <laughs> um, and I was trying to work out what the five were. And then I realized that the, the fifth is because he, he did a, a year, which by his own admission he was absolutely terrible at Montreal Impact so when he's like I have this this great understanding of different uh, football cultures around the world I've coached in Germany Austria USA England and Canada and with all due respect to our Canadian uh, brothers and sisters and friends you going, um, are we going in Canada again after you slagged them off Michael I'm the not way. sure I didn't slag them off <laughs> I'm not sure Pep Guardiola's there is like God you know the one thing I regret is just I'm not steeped in the football culture of Canada I really I really needed a year in Montreal what have you otherwise got, what have you got against our most fondling cousins what is it what's the problem with them I'm not I'm it, directly to him I look, I'd, I'd happily uh, go and um, immerse myself in the football culture of Canada. Where was the song Blame Canada from? Was that um, 
South Park. South Park. Yeah. yeah. Oh, excellent. Right. Well, um, have we? Have we? I feel, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm exhausted. I can't have a chat there. Do we need to I feel to like I'm now trying to disprove Jesse and find a Premier League manager who's done more games with the game. Marco Silva's had a lot of clubs. The surely, th- surely he's. The other thing he said that was um, genuinely, I mean, it's all genuinely interesting. Is it was, um, but he said that there was a Premier League, uh, like a league managers call, and they said that for the first time ever, television viewers outside of the Premier League, outside England, are higher numbers than inside. And he said uh, apparently there's been a 37 percent increase in viewership in the USA. And the Premier League people on this manager's call were all looking at Jesse Marsh and going, they're basically all watching Leeds. So apparently 37% increase in uh, viewership in the USA. Um, I think Marsh is quite happy putting it all to Leeds, but he was certainly told that like we are having a big influence on them. And that's a big a big number. I mean, that's percentages. Like if it was three and then it went up to four, that's a 37% increase basically, isn't it? So, um, But I think there's a few more than that. Peter Reid's done a few, you know. I'm looking. At, I know he's not a current Premier League manager, but he's done obviously did some international jobs. Did he do Thailand or something? He's done Thailand and Mumbai City. So there's two. Obviously, jobs in England and then Sunderland, which is a, as we know, a different country. Obviously, mm. yes. So that's four. Does that wrap it up for today? Then for the World Cup diary, back on Monday. Won't you and I will be Moscow because we care about this uh, this show. Well, you'd be in Moscow, be writing match report after match report for the Sociedad game, won't you? Yes. Good and good. I might just stop at one, <laughs> well, unless I make another one up. Are you going to go see any sort of re-season friendlies in Mallorca when you're out there? Ditch no. the family, go to the football. Maybe you could nip over to Ibiza and see matches bogus. I could, I could. Uh, probably not. Though. Becky is it Becky still in a restaurant in Mallorca? I'm sure he yeah, was. Probably. Is that why you're going? Might just go track that down. He was certainly hawking off an, uh, an apartment, wasn't he, for rent on Airbnb or whatever? So where do you think I'm staying? <laughs> Stalking the man. It's good to hear. <laughs> Uh, I think that wraps it up unless you have anything to add Moscow Aldo? I've waited on enough I'm sorry <laughs> true to form <laughs> Michael I think we've been some good stuff about Leeds United trialists of the 1980s there definitely including one called Lindsay well this has been fun let's do it again sometime not you though Michael uh, we'll be back on Monday Moscow you and I I think Monday what should we say we could even do Tuesday it not really matter does it anymore let me know <laughs> <laughs> just tell me where I've got to be and when we'll speak to you later The Square Ball Podcast 
and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.